0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 253, responding to a listener's question about physical imperfections.
1: You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
0: Hi there. Welcome back to Changeable. In today's episode, I am going to read a question that was sent to me by a listener um, and then kind of speak to her and you and everyone listening through this question. So the subject of her email was physical imperfections or something with that phrase in it. Um, So that's why I called this episode what I did. But I think, you know, you'll see as we go through, if it's not already obvious, it's not really about physical imperfections whatever those even are I mean already that's a thought and and I know it's very easy to kind of be like yeah well it's a thought but it's also a truth because look at me no it's not a truth it's a thought and no thought is the truth you can have anything going on physically anything at all And that's inherently neutral. And then there will be a bunch of thinking about it, which is normal and human and happens. It appears to be how it works. All kinds of thinking. And that thinking will wrap itself around these imperfections and you have these imperfections and what these imperfections mean about you and for you and for your life. And that's exactly how thought works. It's exactly what it does. But that does not make it true. And it does not make it part of your life, like something that you, that you're just, these are just the cards you're dealt. It has nothing to do with your actual body or physical appearance, meaning what the thoughts will say, of course, because they're always projecting out, finding a problem out there to fix or in here to fix, whatever it might be, doesn't matter. And then, and then feeding us back that problem with a, a bunch of proposed solutions. So the mind will say, thought will say, you know, you feel horrible and your life is doomed because of these imperfections which just tons of thinking in that already. And therefore, if these imperfections were different, if your appearance was different, if you look different or whatever it is, right? If you, if you had different parents, if you had different job, if you hadn't made that mistake all those years ago, if you were a kinder person, whatever, then everything would be okay. And this is literally just, this is what, a mind is It's not even just what a mind does, because there is no thing called a mind that exists somewhere that's doing something. It's, it's a verb. It's more like a verb. So you know I've talked about this many, many times, and there's a whole episode. Um, I think it's called an uncomfortable nest, or something like that, something about a nest <laughs> and comfort, um, that talks about mind being this the activity of this. Finding a problem, feeling something first, detecting something, calling it a problem, pinning it on some condition, and then trying to trying to convince itself or us or who knows what I don't know who it's talking to, just making a case that hey here's the solution to this problem, and in this case if if your appearance were different, you'd be happy, and you can see how that's a complete dead end because In many cases, our appearance can't be different. If it can't be different, or even if it can be different, (laughs) it's not about that anyway. So it's going to take a mind saying, oh, okay, now we've done it. So like, for example, you know, I'm sure we all know people who have gone through countless procedures or have been on countless diets or have had countless hairstyles or whatever it might be, just looking for the right one. But the right one, the one that finally lets you rest, that's also thought. That same mind has to decide that we're done at some point. Okay, now we're good enough. And it never does that because that's completely counter to what thought does. It's just not what it does. It isn't how it works. So, so there'll be no, there'll be no out by, by making a physical change. It doesn't mean, you know, sometimes some physical changes or again, whatever it is, whether it's to your appearance or to your work situation or your relationship doesn't mean we don't do those things. Like we're, life is change. It's constantly fluid. So changes will happen, but they're never going to give you something in any sort of stable way cuz it just doesn't work that way a, a circumstance doesn't give us anything it can't it, it's not the giver of life it's a reflection of life a circumstance or a you know your physical appearance for example it doesn't have the power to do anything it, it's it's more like the outcome our physical appearance is seen through thought it, it's not it's not some stable truth. It's completely unstable and completely untrue. Then it shape shifts and it changes based on on how it's arising in rea- in our in our consciousness in that moment, based on how we think about it. So it's always coming back to how our experience is created. Okay. So that's maybe way too long an in intro, <laughs> but I just want to say, because, you know, I get it, of course. Like it looks like it's the- phys- the physical imperfection, and that's how we talk at that level and makes absolute perfect sense um but of course it really that that's not the real issue here so I'm gonna read part of this question um from Maya uh, and I'll probably interrupt her as I'm reading her question and just say some things in between. But I'm really grateful for her, first of all, for sending this, for being so open and honest in this question, um, for really wanting to see things in a new way and for allowing me to do this, to talk about it this way, because um, I feel like this is going to be a really good one for many people. Okay, so Maya says, I've followed your blog, read all your books, listened to your podcast and others where you've been a guest for a number of years. And this new paradigm is truly life-changing. Having a better understanding of how the mind and brain work has improved my life tremendously. And I find it to be such a freeing state to be in. I'm able to apply this knowledge to most areas of my life, except one. So I'd love your thoughts on this. So isn't that how it goes <laughs> right it's, I, I love that I mean it's so honest in me too it's just how it goes it's just it's so funny too. If you think about that in terms of thought wanting to kind of keep its foothold and keep itself relevant and keep us keep us kind of identified with it and i't don't, I don't ever mean that in a thought is bad or wrong sort of way, but if 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 that's just the energy behind what it's doing in a sense um wouldn't it be that way where it's like, wow, this, this, this resonates. I get it. I see it here and I see it here. But there's that one place. <laughs> it can't apply here. And I just think it's so funny and it's extremely universal, obviously. Um, but it's also cool to see, Maya and everyone, that part of us knows, I mean, all of us, I think, we, we really know that there can't be an exception it can really look like there's an exception. It can a hundred percent feel like there's an exception. Like I'm okay in anything that arises, but if I got sick or if something happened to my kid or if something happened to my appearance or whatever it might be like, no, that would be different. So we all, it'll look like that for sure. But we all know, even as we're feeling that as an absolute like I don't see any way out of that, we also are on to the fact that that's just the mind grabbing hold of something or it's just our little blind spot, and I think that's so huge to see. We really don't want to dismiss that um or you know it's it's a really big thing to see, and I suspect you know that, Maya, that every little bit of freedom you felt by seeing thought. As thought in all of these other areas of your life where it's much easier, absolutely nothing is different about this physical appearance issue. Nothing at all, not even a little bit. The only thing going on is you just can't quite see it here yet, which is really, really different than saying, no, this is actually a problem. It's not a problem. It's not at all a problem it's not a source of, like, it's not an inherent source of suffering. It's a source of suffering for you, but it's not, it's not about the circumstance. There's, you're not locked into anything. None of that. It's just that thought is giving it to you and it's really looking like it is, which is huge. It's incredibly hopeful to see that. It's like just knowing something, you know, like waking up after a nightmare, knowing it's a nightmare, but you can't shake it. Well, that that's a lot better than thinking that might be real <laughs> and and what if that happens and what if that's a premonition like if you're like oh it's a dream or like a song that gets stuck in your head like oh god this song in my head well it's a song in your head no one's too worried about it doesn't mean you can control it you can't make it go away but you but you know there's not all the energy behind it so i, I think that's so big to see in these areas that that look like exceptions to us okay so back to Maya. So she says, I'm a 45-year-old African-American woman with medium brown skin tone, and I had a vitamin D deficiency when I was a child, which left me with some white patches on my legs. It's bothered me my entire life and negatively affects my self-esteem. I've spent thousands of dollars on creams, lasers, treatments, etc., with very limited results. I've never been comfortable going to the beach or wearing shorts so I always turn down invitations for beach vacations or pool parties with friends which in turn makes me feel sad that 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 the reason I'm choosing to make my that that's the reason I'm make I'm choosing to make my world smaller which is which contradicts one of my mantras which is choose the bigger life. A few months ago I tried a form of tattoo which made it so much worse. It seems like the technique was incorrectly done so I now have severe hyperpigmentation all over which are basically much darker blotches. On the one hand, the constant ticker tape tells me, among other unkind things, that I'll never find a loving partner because I'm scarred and bruised and who would want to be with someone like me with such physical imperfections. So I haven't invested any time or effort into a relationship for over 20 years. Again, I can see how this completely closes off a very important part of my life, which makes me feel even worse. I've never, ever spoken about this with anyone, not my mom, not my sister, not my therapist, not close friends, because I feel like this is such a huge, shameful thing. All of those things make my world feel even smaller. On the other hand, I'm sometimes able to tell myself it's not a big deal to have to cover my legs in public every day for the rest of my life. It's not going to physically kill me to be grateful that I have legs when many people don't or they're suffering from a handicap or, or are unable to use theirs.
1: So, I'm just gonna pause here for a sec. Um you know, I think Maya it's so huge that you're that that
0: you even wrote to me and that you're writing all this out, I mean, even just writing this email, given that you haven't spoken with this about anyone, just that alone is. Something and it's really big. And I don't know if it felt any different to just get some of this off your chest, but you know, I think our mind tells these stories and we believe them, and our mind creates a version of reality that looks absolutely solid and real like these are clearly in your mind, created by thought, clearly imperfections. Clearly, they must be covered up. Clearly, they're very likely to impact a romantic relationship. Like all of these things. Clearly, there's shame, meaning there's so many stories in there about what this means about you and how you're wrong and you've done things wrong and it shouldn't be this way. And those are 100% untrue thoughts, all of them. And yet, for all of us they they're just not even examined, and what happens is we they feel so heavy and so true, and the we don't like the feeling our mind really doesn't like the feeling of it, or you know we don't like the feeling of it, but our it's because our mind is telling us, "Wow, you shouldn't feel this way, this must really be serious and then it and then it goes to work, you know, trying to again, like I described in the very beginning identifying a problem and then trying to find sources for that problem and then solutions for that problem. So before we know it, and this is for everyone in our own way, wherever there's this kind of heavy shame and everyone has felt this around various things, wherever there is this heavy shame, there is just a lot of, of unexamined stories and beliefs and thoughts that we don't sometimes even know to examine in a strange way, as much as they create so much suffering, they can just look so absolutely true that we don't even know where to go. So I love where you said, you know, sometimes, so you talked about that big shame, and then you said, but sometimes I can tell myself these things, which don't sound very peaceful to me, you know, and, and again, I just say that like, like me too this is exactly what happens. Our mind's like, well, you should just be grateful you have legs. Yeah, not helpful, not helpful. And I'm not grateful <laughs> right in this moment that I have legs when everything in my thinking is telling me how horrible and shameful my my legs are. You know, so like, of course you aren't just grateful you have legs, of course not. But then it, when when your mind goes there, you know, but then that becomes another layer of, of unexamined thought, like, God, what's wrong with you? Other people have it way worse than you do. Look at you, look at you making your life small. So again, I I know you feel the, the weight of this and I know everyone has felt this and feels this around various things, but I think it's just so big to be able to see truly what's going on, that there is thought after thought after thought, none of which are the truth because no thought is the truth none of which are the truth. So the truth here is that you have legs. <laughs> the truth is that they have various colors, apparently, right? That you have legs that look however they look, but even even how they look, there's no like truth in that because how they look to you will change moment by moment by your current mood. How they look to other people will be nothing like how they look to you and how they look to someone else might change moment by moment according to their current mood. So even even to say, I mean, this is really big, like even to say there is some truth to how your legs look, even that's pushing it. There's not, there's just legs, there's just legs. And then there's this creative story that cannot be the truth if it's constantly changing for everyone and changing across the board. and And, you know, it just all the meaning, all the because of this, then that, all of the I should have or shouldn't have or it shouldn't be this way. I know it's so hard to see this sometimes because we're so used to just swimming in this as if it's absolute reality, but it is not the truth. And I, and now, I'll get to this part because you're going to say something really great because I've read your whole email, obviously, and I know something really good is coming. Um, but anyway, so it's not the truth, but but well, I'm going to just backpedal a tiny bit here because one thing I, I did want to say about that shame, again, is that it's so... Um, It's so great that you even put it in this email and that now maybe, maybe me reading this to a bunch of people you'll never know, (laughs) you know, like maybe that lightens it a little bit too. And maybe you do find someone that you can talk to about this. And maybe that lightens it too, because what happens when all of these thought after thought, after thought, after thought, they just are shoved away in this dark closet because they look so shameful and they feel so shameful, we sure don't want to talk about them or look at them because then we have to feel that stuff. But all that does is keep adding weight and adding weight and adding weight. And then it keeps keeps it in this illusory state of being super important. And like this is a really big deal. And this is a really big part of your life. And I get that it has felt that way for sure. But it has felt that way because it's because the thinking that says this is horrible and meaningful, because that's looked true and because it hasn't been talked about and let out and looked at and and you know, put out in in fresh air, given a little fresh air to breathe, has, you know, so the more that you're able to do that the better. Not because someone else is going to give you advice. So I'm not at all suggesting you tell people and ask their advice. I would suggest you don't do that. It's not, you don't need advice. It's, it's about this, these thoughts that have been pushed away in a dark closet starting to get moldy and, and pick up more weight and feel more and more true. And you just saying them out loud, even just to yourself, owning it to yourself, because we don't do that. We don't want to feel bad. So we pretend and we say, well, at least I have legs and we try all that stuff and it just makes it worse because it keeps covering up something that, you know, it's obvious that those are just a happy thought that we're trying to shove on top of a lot of shameful thoughts. But when we're shoving happy thoughts on top of shameful thoughts, it kind of keeps this illusion going that, oh yeah, we can't look at the shameful stuff. We need to put a smiley face on it. No, say it. Say it even just out loud to yourself There's so much that of just, it's an energetic thing that that energy starts to get released just by saying this. So you're doing that and I really applaud that and I hope you continue to in any way that you can, that feels good to you. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the letter for a second um, and this is the part I'm excited about. (laughs) So Maya says, I have many moments when I realize, wow, I wasn't even thinking of my legs for the past few minutes and I feel so much peace. So I know, she says, I'm not constantly thinking about it, but it feels like I am. So yes, you're not constantly, no doubt, thought moves all over the place. And yes, it will feel like you're constantly thinking about it. Totally get that. I'm sure that's how it feels. But the really, it's not about the timing piece of it. The really big part of it is this first part, just to
1: see when you aren't thinking of your legs, you are at peace. This is not a leg problem. The way your legs look is not the issue.
0: It's not creating your suffering. It can't possibly create suffering. It doesn't have the power to do that. This is not about how your legs look. And you just said it, Maya. You just said it. When I'm not thinking of my legs, I feel so much peace. It's a thought issue. It's not a leg issue. And I know you know that intellectually. but and i know we all know that intellectually but this is the thing this is the thing to see and we have to see this i don't i don't mean to put pressure on it like that but when we see this beyond the intellect when we really just get really gentle with ourselves and just get so curious and it's like wow
1: this really isn't about how my legs look it, it, it's so clarifying it
0: at least it doesn't mean all, it doesn't mean it's gone now now we still have the issue quote unquote issue this is what every how everyone counters this yeah but i know okay so i know it's not my legs i know it's my thinking but my thinking always goes there or almost always goes there and i can't stop my thinking and my thinking hurts when i think it so what good does this do me excellent point <laughs> really 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 good counter argument that's exactly you know what what a wise person would say, or what a smart person, I should say, would say. Makes perfect sense. But but, but here's the kind of argument to that counter argument. To know that it isn't a leg issue and to deeply know that really starts to simplify and clarify things. Because when we don't know that, or when we only intellectually know that, we're still looking to fix the legs. Your mind is still saying, okay, I get that my legs can't possibly do this because they're not always making me miserable. Sometimes I'm not thinking about them. Sometimes I'm trying to be grateful for them, but I'm still going to never go to the beach and I'm going to cover them up and I'll probably just right off dating.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. So you don't see that it's not a leg issue. <laughs> like the, you know, like there's just more to be curious about there, about in that, you know, like gosh, there's still a solution coming in that has to do with hiding legs. That tells me something, you know? And so just look at that for yourself for and for everyone. I know everyone listening, whether theirs is a physical appearance issue or something else, it's so easy to see this in yourself or to know that it's there for us. You know, the thing we say, oh, I know it's not my relationship. I know it's not my job. I know it's not this or that. I know it's my thinking. Yet, just look at how much effort and energy is going to fix the legs, the relationship the the job that'll show you that'll show you how much you know this you know, and so and again it's not a it's not a contest, it's not a judgment on that. I don't know it about about things either like it's not that we're always in the deep knowing of this, but it's so good to know what's going on you know to just Know that it's a blind spot, and to see that for what it is, I mean, so much of this whole topic and and everything I think in our psychology and our psychological world is just being honest, because that's what doesn't happen. We get so afraid of feeling. We don't want to feel something, so then we hide. And then we don't like the fact that we're hiding. We feel kind of ashamed that we're hiding, so then we hide the fact that we're hiding. <laughs> and then before we know it in exactly what you say, Maya, in your question, our world is tiny because there's no other way for it to be when we're afraid to feel. When we're afraid to feel, we're going to have a very, very, very small world. And so only way it works, not, not the Disney small world, very, very small life. When we're honest, and being honest requires being willing to feel. When we're willing to feel, when we're willing to scream and cry and grieve this leg thing, if that's what it takes, and it may not be. When we're willing to feel anger about it, if that's what shows up, it may not, who knows. When we're willing to feel fear, the fear associated with, wow, like, what if I never live a full life because of this? when we're willing to feel the regret and and you know about how things have been so far like when we're willing to feel that stuff we feel it and then it's gone and it reveals it it pulls us through to the other side and we have to get curious about what's on the other side of this shame anger grief whatever and and I can't tell you what that's going to be but when we move through these feelings and we feel stuff and then we get curious about what what else is here and what's on the other side. It is always surprising if you're doing it kind of quote unquote right. If you're feeling and you're not, you know, if you're just open and you're like, I don't know, but I'm just willing to feel it. It's always surprising. And it's pretty much always pleasantly surprising. And it's always simple. It always It always takes us somewhere kind of spits us out the other side and it's like, oh, okay, well then this is what I'm dealing with. And so when I say, you know, so being willing to feel is huge. And when we're willing to feel, then we just get honest. And again, starting with ourselves. I hate this. I'm mad at myself. I wish I hadn't done this. And I, I can tell you're already doing that, Maya. And then sometimes we just saying that out loud releases the energy. And then it just the whole thing just gets, all the, the pressure kind of gets sucked out of it when we're willing to feel and go right into it and look at it. And and so part of that honesty, what's revealed in that is when we really start to see, wow, this is not about the appearance of my legs. It never has been. That is the story that my mind tells. But it is me believing that story that has created every single little drop of suffering. Not the, not the content of the story, not that the content of the story is true because it isn't, but me believing a painful story that centers around me and the problem with my legs. So I hope that, I hope you can kind of feel your way through that. And that might take a little of your own introspection and inquiry and just kind of staying curious with that, being willing to feel what comes up and really taking it to task. Like enough of this mind telling me, oh, it's just your legs. And if your legs were, look different, all your problems would be solved. That's so boring. That's what everybody's mind says. Oh, yeah, if this were different, all your problems would be solved. And you'd always be happy. Come on. We're, we know better than that. So we really want to kind of take this to task. We're not going to fall for that crap anymore. Like what's really going on? It's not about the appearance. It's about these stories being believed. And why are these stories look so true? why are they being believed to look at it at that level requires you know being willing to feel what comes up when you look at it at that level but again it's always surprising in a really positive in a really positive way telling the truth and feeling stuff will never lead you astray it's not always going to be comfortable for sure but it won't lead you astray because it's true it's the truth you know it's just the the honest path so Maya says, for the most part, I'm not sure how to just sit with these feelings when I have the constant reminder of the physical marks and when I see them every day. Hold on. I, f- I feel like I'm uh, forgetting something. Oh No. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know how to sit with the feelings when I have a constant reminder of how my legs look and I see them every day. Well, you just feel. See, you just look at your legs and you just feel what shows up. Now your mind will say, kind of like it did here, it'll add the drama every single day and a constant physical reminder and it gives it the air of like, wow, every time I look down, I remember what a horrible, shameful person I am and how I have to hide. And, and you know, it just feels so big and so dramatic. But that's the mind putting on this big drama show to avoid the feeling. When your mind gets all dramatic like that, it's, it's trying to help you to not actually feel. So just notice that drama, this isn't so dramatic. I mean, you know, there's just an appearance to your legs that maybe looks different than how your mind says it should look. Look at it. Study it. Talk to it. Listen to it. I don't know. But you can feel what's there. You just feel and not knowing how to do it is the perfect place to be. I don't know how to do it either, but we don't do it. Feeling just happens, especially when we're open to it. You'll know when you're not because you'll be really caught up in the stories. And it'll be like, oh, this is dumb and I shouldn't have to do this. And I've done this. I've already seen my legs a thousand times. And what good is this? And Or the dr- big dramatic stories. Like when it feels really heady, you're probably not feeling that much. And you, And it's still... It still hurts, so that's the bad news. <laughs> it's our mind trying to prevent us from feeling, but it's not actually preventing us from feeling. We want to feel. Feeling is what moves this. Feeling is the only thing that ever changes anything. So she says, I think about it every morning and night when I'm applying creams, looking into other options to try to improve them and have the ongoing dread of of warm summer months ahead knowing I won't be comfortable wearing swimsuits or shorts. In the past, I'd occasionally cover with some makeup, but that's probably not an option right now. So just notice how, how much you think you know, Maya. And that's big. I mean, everybody thinks they know everything, <laughs> it, but it, that's what makes our world really small is when you're applying creams and you're already thinking, I'm not going to be comfortable doing this, and I'm not going to do that, and I won't do this, and I won't do that. It's like all the, the truth, again, what's the truth? The truth is there's a woman applying a cream to her legs. The fantasy that's being lived from is this is horrible and I shouldn't be this way and life got it wrong and I'm just going to stay in all summer and and keep my life small. That's the thought created reality. That's not the truth. It's not even close to the truth. The truth is there's a woman putting cream on her
1: legs, period. So. Here's what I want to ask you. Let's assume your legs never change. They they never look any different than they look right now. Is it possible? Do you think it's possible
0: for you or, you know, let's say for anyone, let's say someone else. Someone else has your same skin tone and your same leg appearance? is it possible for them? We don't know them. We don't know how their mind works. We don't know what their thinking's like. Could they be at peace? Could they walk around in a swimsuit even? Like, is that, like, like, sit with that a little bit and see, like, is that possible for anyone? And you can be curious too. I hope you are. Is that possible for me? But sometimes starting with, is it possible for me is messy because we have a lot of thinking and your, your body's going to react and instantly your mind's going to say no. And like, you know, all, all of that's going to happen. So sometimes it's a little easier to just look at it for someone else. Could that other lady down the street, same issue
1: as you, looks very similar. Could she be at peace? Could she go to the beach? Could she date? And if so, if that's even a possibility, maybe you don't know how, maybe you can't even fathom it.
0: But if you can acknowledge that that's a possibility for her, I know you can acknowledge that maybe it could even be a possibility for you. And, and what would have to be different? And I'm not saying, what are you going to change? It's, it's definitely not the question. This is not on you to change anything. It's just a, this isn't a, what are you going to do question? It's just a, what would have to happen? What would have to be different or what might be different to allow one to be at complete peace with your legs looking exactly like they look? So think about that and and sit with it and ponder it a little bit. You already gave one massive clue. That's when you said that when you're not thinking about your legs, you are at peace. So. I'm not suggesting that the that the solution is don't ever think about your legs because I don't think that's possible. It will be, I mean, it's certainly not possible to, to make that happen because we aren't in charge of what thoughts show up. Your mind is going to go to your legs whenever your mind goes to your legs and your mind is going to share its opinions about your legs whenever it does. It's going to have old conditioned thoughts about your legs and those are going to come up. So even given that, let's say... Let's take it a step further. Your legs will never change, just in our made-up scenario. They may, who knows, but let's just pretend the appearance will never change and, and maybe your mind's opinions don't change. Then could you be at peace and how? If so, what would that take? What would it take for you to be able to hear your mind, have those habitual knee-jerk judgments and all the fears and shame that come up but for there to still be peace. So Maya says, this is the end of the message, I think. I'm unable to see my situation through the lens of your work. My gut tells me it's all the same kind of thinking, but I don't know how to make the connection. Yeah, I keep thinking I'd do anything to have my legs look the way they did a few months ago. And that's the thing, you know, like that's that's just revealing the blind spot. I'd do anything for them to look. And I get it. I mean, everybody listening gets it, Maya, honestly. Like, that for sure looks like the issue. (laughs) Like, if we could just rewind the tape and have them look like they looked a few months ago, you'd give anything for that and you'd be at peace. Yet, I think from what you said, you weren't really at peace a few months ago either. So that's another clue. (laughs) Like, there's, you know... Your legs have changed, it sounds, the appearance of them. And yet, there's never really been a lot of peace around that. So, again, maybe it's not a leg issue. Maybe this actually has, as crazy as it sounds, maybe this really has almost nothing to do with the appearance of your legs. Like, yes, that's the storyline that's coming up around this. But again, if you or anyone, if it's possible to be completely at peace with legs that look the way yours look, they can't be a leg issue but notice how your mind keeps wanting to pull that in. that's that's just what they do. So she says, there's a little more to the message. Um, occasionally, I try to have compassion for myself by thinking I was trying a procedure that I thought would help me feel more confident, but it didn't work out and that's okay. And on top of that, after having a blotched procedure, uh, I feel foolish for having a minor issue that was hereditary and not that big of a deal, creating an b- even bigger problem. I, again, I feel like here... Maya, that's another great thing. I love that you just wrote that because, it, because it's like, that's where the, some of the shame is coming up. You messed up. You shouldn't have you should have just let it be as it was. Like see where your mind is putting those judgments and where those stories are. And I know that feels like it's going to be super painful and you don't want to look there and it just is too much, but it's not because they're not true. They're thoughts they're not true. So in saying them and writing about them or speaking about them or whatever helps, it starts to really show you, wow, look at that story and look at that story and look at that story. And when you can see them as stories and as thoughts, even though they feel very, very true, and there will always be evidence for our mind's stories and thoughts, but you know enough, I think, to see that these are stories and thoughts when you can get them out and look at them, it's so, so big because it's like, oh, no wonder I feel so horrible. Look at what I'm believing. And, and just that's enough. You know, you don't have to unbelieve it. You don't have to tell yourself all these, all these thoughts you're trying to tell yourself, which feel nicer, but they don't actually do anything. That would just make me annoyed if it was me, (laughs) like the happy thoughts, like, oh, at least, you know, and I know that's what a mind does. I know you're not even doing that, but We don't have to worry about all that. We just want to see thought as thought. So getting this stuff out is huge. She says, I feel so blessed for having an incredible life. I grew up in poverty and have overcome so many challenges to be where I am now. And I know I have a resilient spirit. I'm extremely proud and grateful for my amazing life. And I don't see myself as a victim, but I just don't know how to free myself of the constant thoughts. And
1: this makes me feel incredibly sad. Yeah, I just... I think it's it's so big to keep seeing thought as thought. And when I say that, again I know I've said
0: this many times so far in this episode like there's just a lot of thinking that looks like it's truth, it looks like there's evidence for it, it looks like it's just reflecting physical reality. But you want to see, you know, Physical reality is that there are two legs that have some whatever coloring they have, period everything else is a bias story that it that they shouldn't look that way that they look bad that that it's embarrassing all of that is made up made up thinking that is not the truth but still comes to feel so true so
1: you kind of want to get curious about this too. Like, where do you find the truth? If we don't find
0: the truth in our thinking, what else is there? And, and again, I just love, I love that you said this so clearly that when I'm not thinking about my legs, I feel peaceful, right? So that's where the truth is. That's where, and in these examples I've given, there's just a woman applying cream. There's just legs with whatever coloring. Like that's where the truth is found. It's never, ever, ever gonna be found in thought. So the more that we, all of us are able to notice thought, to hear the way that it spins stories and it takes things through time, to hear and recognize the way that everything seems to revolve around me in thought, only in thought not in the world. The world does not revolve around us and we know that, but in thought it does. And that's probably part of its seductive nature, why we get so hypnotized by it and so identified with it. But Maya, like, if you want to feel peace, you kind of know what to do. And I'm not saying you can just do this, but you've said it. I know where my peace is. It's when I'm not thinking about my legs. This isn't a leg issue. And it's great to see that, that that's where peace is found and that's where truth is found. So all of this other thinking that's, that's kind of coming in, trying to pacify things, you know, fine. That's fine. That's nice. It's nice to have happier thoughts, grateful thoughts rather than horrible thoughts. But, but we're never going to find truth in thought. So it becomes kind of this bigger thing of just seeing, wow, this computer brain of mine picked up on something that looked like a threat. And it did, I could be, you know, again, this is, we could go all the way back to caveman brain days. It's like, oh, wow, if you're different in some way or lacking in some way, you could be kicked out of the tribe. You could be not approved of, you know, all of that stuff is so deep in our psychology yet, yet those are the feelings coming through because of some discoloring on your legs. Like it doesn't, it's not the same thing and our mind will just connect those dots as if it is the same thing. So there's a survival based computer brain in there saying, "Oh no, this is a problem. Let's solve this problem. Better hide this problem." And and then now it just, you know, it just comes to look so absolutely real and solid and true. Except you you know it's not or you wouldn't be writing to me and asking about it.
1: So, you know, it's like we just
0: keep seeing that for what it is, not just swimming around in the painful stories just for the heck of it, but but seeing it for what it is. Like, oh, look at that brain trying to protect me. Look at these repetitive thoughts. When a thought comes up over and over and over again, it is not coming up because it's the truth. It's coming up because it's a not very wise machine that just keeps spitting out the same stuff over and over again. It's like a, it's like a scratch on the record. And yet that's the stuff for whatever reason that we take so seriously. Oh, you know, it must be true because I'm always thinking about it. No, kind of the opposite. <laughs> if it has to repeat itself constantly and it's always in our head and it's some form or fashion, I'd say that's not true. If it hasn't helped us yet and it hasn't led to anything yet except for a bunch of suffering, I'm pretty sure it's not true. It's the skip in the record that we just keep you know, going back to and, and spinning our wheels in. So look, be curious, Maya, Like, where is your peace? And again, it's back to that question. If nothing circumstantially ever changes, and even if the the nature or the content of your thoughts
1: never changes, could you be at peace and how? If so, how? Where is that peace to be found?
0: And in doing that, it takes a willingness to feel. And really, I mean, that willingness to feel is kind of the biggest thing. I I would think you see how this feels to you because it's hard to know without us actually speaking. But I think just, just given that no one has heard about this, you know, writing about it or finding someone you trust, maybe someone you don't even know that well that you can just talk to and talk to and talk to or just write and write and write and get this stuff out and start to feel the, the pressure release and look right at it. Look at your legs and look at the thoughts and look at the beliefs and feel what's there. I know that if you continue doing that or start doing that, this is going to come to just look and feel totally different you don't have to add any new thoughts you definitely don't have to change your legs like it's there's there's just an obsession with something that's the wrong thing which is how how the appearance of your legs and our mind does that to distract us from feeling it's just this kind of coping mechanism so so keep looking at the real thing at the real feelings and the real thoughts as thought and there's no question this this is going to start to just shift and just be willing. And you are, because you've said it many times in here, be willing to, for this to not be any different. I love that in what I read from you. I know I can tell that you've really seen a lot about this understanding that it really has helped you in a lot of areas of life. And that I think is so big just to, just to remember, wow, I don't see it over here with the leg thing, but I know it applies. It has to, it has to. This is not the true exception. There's no way this is the true exception. I know there are people on this planet with the appearance of your legs being similar to theirs or maybe theirs are worse and they're at peace around it and they're not a better person than you and they're not wiser. You know, they have nothing that you don't have. They just have a different thought-created experience or and or maybe they're not living so identified with thought.
1: They see thought differently. So that's super hopeful. That you just don't see it but you know
0: it's possible if that's the case for you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I really want you to lean into that. That this looks like an exception but you kind of know it can't be. That you kind of know somewhere somehow there it has to be possible to be peace to be at peace with things exactly as they are. If you Keep placing your curiosity there. You, it will pull you through because that's how, that's how this stuff works. That's how life works. Like we just, we just get curious, and then doors kind of keep opening. And along the way, we have to be willing to kind of feel stuff and tell the truth and look in directions that aren't always comfortable, but they're always rewarding. So I hope this has been helpful for you, Maya, for everyone listening. Um, again we all have our thing we could fill in the blank (laughs) for you it's the appearance of your legs for someone else it's something 100% guaranteed we've all been there Um, so I really appreciate you sharing this question and allowing me to speak to it with student access plus you get a very large library of amazing digital courses discounts on the little school of big change and other larger courses and a live monthly coaching call all for one very low annual or monthly price just go to dramyjohnson.com slash student dash access dash plus to learn more and to sign up.